0: The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. 105.1 FM WAVA.
2: From our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with dr david anderson seasoned expert on race religion relationships dr anderson wants to talk to you phone lines are open now 888-432-7434 and now please welcome dr david anderson your bridge building voice in the nation's capital
3: Afternoon friends, David Anderson live right here in the nation's capital. How in the world are you today? Well, wherever you are, in your kitchen, in your car, maybe in front of your computer or your smartphone, watching me on Facebook live at Anderson Speaks is my handle there. Uh, Or of course, on the most listened to Christian talk station on the East Coast, second in the entire country, WAVA. 105.1 FM right here in Arlington, Virginia, covering all of Maryland, Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C., parts of Pennsylvania and West Virginia as well. Thanks a lot for hanging out with me. And, of course, if you're new to the show, let me tell you how we roll. If you're not new, go ahead and say it with me. Marriage Mondays, Tough Topic Tuesdays, Wisdom Wednesdays, that's today. Theological Thursdays and then open phone-in Fridays, anything you want to talk to me about on Friday, it's fair game. But today is Wisdom Wednesday, and we're going to talk about the wisdom of forgiveness. I have two guests I'm going to introduce to you after I pray, Andrew Collins and Jamel McGee. They're authors of a brand new book called Convicted, a crooked cop, an innocent man, and an unlikely journey of forgiveness and friendship. You know, it's not easy to forgive, but when you have the power of the one who has forgiven you, it makes it easier for you to get over some of the very deep uh, injuries that you have uh, faced at the hands of others. That's what we're going to talk about today. If you want to give me a call or join the conversation, my phone number live in the Real Talk studio is 888 432 Three, four. That's triple eight four three bridge. Let's pause for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that you are uh, the great forgiver and also the great giver of life. Give us wisdom today as we talk uh, with our two guests. And as we even think about our own lives, would you give us what we need in order to be freed up to serve you even more? We commit today's show over to you now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Together, everyone said, Amen. And amen. Andersonspeaks.com is another way to get a hold of me. If you don't want to call in, you want to hit me up later, or go to embracegracism.com, embracegracism.com, and you can get more information, any of my books or however you want to connect with me there. I'd be more than happy to hang out with you. But I'm holding in front of me now, and I'm holding it up. Can you see it? For those of you on Facebook Live, look at that in red letters, Convicted. A crooked cop, an innocent man, and an unlikely journey of forgiveness and friendship. Jamel McGee and Andrew Collins. I have them both on the line. The once crooked cop and once innocent man together on the line today. Andrew and Jamel, welcome to the show.
4: Hey, Dr. Anderson. Thanks for having
3: us. (laughs) Absolutely, it's a joy to have both of you on the line and. Uh, you know, you guys have gone through a journey together. Uh, Andrew, uh, you were a police officer with the Benton Harbor Police Department for nearly, I think, five years until you resigned after an investigation of misconduct. I think you were sentenced for 37 months in federal prison uh, for possession of drugs with an intent to distribute, which uh, you served 18 months. Uh, but you arrested Jamel, uh, who was charged with the possession of crack cocaine. Uh, And that's kind of how this all started. Can you take us back to what actually happened, Andrew?
4: Yeah, so it was February uh, 2006, and I had started my day with a drug arrest. I had caught a guy with some crack cocaine, and uh, he said that he could call a guy and get some more. And uh, so in exchange for his freedom, he made a phone call. And... uh, told me that there would be a vehicle sitting at a at a convenience store, told me what the vehicle looked like. So I showed up there and the vehicle was there. Uh, the guy who I was targeting um, was not physically disabled, and the guy who was in the vehicle was. So I knew that wasn't my guy, but he was the only guy in the car. And then all of a sudden, this guy comes out of the store, who later was identified as Jamel, and I thought that was my guy. Mm. I thought, well, if, if this one in the car isn't him, this must be my guy. So I approached him. and. Uh, Uh, and and asked him where the drugs were, and he was very upset that I was even speaking to him like that because, Mm -hmm. you know, he didn't know anything about the situation, and and by the end of the day, he was sitting in jail awaiting a a federal indictment.
3: So you actually thought he was the guy, but he turned out not to be the guy because you prejudged him, or did you know he wasn't the guy, but you uh, arrested him anyway?
4: No, I prejudged him. Uh, Dr. Anderson, when he came out of the he looked like a drug dealer got it and uh you know he had the hat cocked sideways he had the do-rag on underneath he had the pants sagging and i thought that's that's my guy that's got to be my guy um it wasn't in in my mind back then it wasn't a racial profiling it was what i knew about drug dealers so i had decided in my mind that day that he was my guy, and I even lo- I lodged him at the county jail under the false name because he was so upset with me he wouldn't give me his name. So I just assumed he was my guy.
3: Ah, gotcha. So you, you still are thinking when you're throwing him in prison, this is the guy, but he's just being belligerent. He's not giving me his name. He's not cooperating. And so you just assume that was him, and you log the report that way.
4: Exactly. And mm-hmm. for how many guys – you know uh, you know, would you fight about your freedom, about your innocence, and yet the police officer saying "You're guilty, shut up, and locks you up anyway, So like it's a it's a no-win situation in Jamel's shoes that day.
3: How did you know at what point that Jamel was not your guy? Was it that same time period, or was it later?
4: Yeah, so a couple days later, an uh, FBI agent reached out to me and notified me that Jamel's fingerprints came back. Um, and that it wasn't the target that we were looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so imagine Jamel sitting in jail thinking, well, this will all get cleaned up. You know, I got lodged under the wrong person's name. And then a couple of days later, getting a, a supplemental report that says, oh, never mind. This was actually who I was looking for. And that's what I did. I just, I lied and said I made a mistake when I lodged him. And I actually knew it was him. And I just completely changed the story.
3: So you had already made the original report under the false name because you thought it was him. When you had learned information that this was a different person, you still falsified or kept the same report uh, to go ahead and settle this all. Right, yeah. My goodness. Well, I tell you what, that cannot feel good, Jamel. And when I get back from my commercial break, which I'm going to go to, I want to know what it was like for you on that day when you got stopped by a white police officer as a black man now thrown in jail wondering what's next. When we come back, Jamel's going to tell us what's next, what he felt. And if you want to join in the conversation, go ahead and pull a chair up to the uncommon table Here in the Real Talk Studio, 888 43 Bridge. Does your home need any improvements? Ours did. In fact, Amber and I called Home Fix Custom Remodeling, HCR, and we got a new master elite roof. And guess what? Once that was installed, we started saving, listen, over $100 per month on energy bills. Not bad, right? Not to mention when we needed new windows and doors, guess who we called? HCR, that's right, and our energy bills are even less because of it. So if you need an efficient solution, ways to keep your home safe and your family safer, make sure you call HCR. Ask for us when you call. Tell them that I sent you. Here's his number. You ready? Eight 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 nine nine one. 2427. And by the way, they also specialize in a wide range of other products like energy-efficient siding, doors, trim, and gutters. And let's not forget those walk-in tubs and showers for those aging gracefully among us. Let's put it like that. And all of this with a lifetime inclusive warranty. Call HCR 888-991-2427 and tell Gus Dr. Anderson sent you. Hi, my name is Attorney James McCollum, and my firm practices in the area of employment law. I've practiced employment law since 1988. I've represented many persons in federal and state courts and administrative agencies. Employment law is complex, and whatever your issue, we know that it is important to you. We'd be honored and privileged to serve you. Let McCollum & Associates work for you. Call us at 301-864-6070. That's 301-864-6070.
0: Welcome
1: back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit Andersonspeaks.com. You can call our hotline at any time at 888 432 7434. That's 888 43 Bridge. To watch us on Facebook Live or to check out previous broadcasts, visit Dr. Anderson's public Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. Join our text community and receive a free weekly text from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 50555. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 50555. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. And we're
3: back. For those of you I see on my Facebook Live page, thanks a lot for checking in with me. I appreciate it. And right now, what we're doing is we're talking with uh, Jamel McGee. Oh, we're talking with Jamel McGee and Andrew Collins. I'm holding up their book right now. Do you see it? Uh, Convicted. You got. You've got to get this book. Check out the subtitle: A Crooked Cop, An Innocent Man, and An Unlikely Journey of Forgiveness and Friendship. McGee and Collins co-authored their mutual story in this book in September of uh, 2017. So it's really brand new. They both live in Michigan. They've been featured on the CBS uh, Evening News as well as the Steve Harvey Show. And before the break, if you're just tuning in, we've talked to uh, Andrew Collins, who uh, was, I put in quotes, was uh, the crooked cop. He uh, arrested Jamel uh, McGee, who looked like. A criminal, Jamel. When he arrested you, when you were coming out of that store, hat crooked and all, what happened, and what were you thinking?
5: Um,
6: yeah, (laughs) I was at my aunt's house, and I went to, uh, I got a ride from my cousin's friends to go to the store, and um, upon getting to the store. I gave uh, the guy that was driving Reggie my phone and um, I walked inside the store and the reason for this I had just got pulled over earlier that morning so I didn't want to drive my own car and get pulled over again because my my child's mother was on her way um, to bring my child to see him for the very first time. Mm. So um, I knew I had to, our relationship wasn't that great so I knew I had to hurry and get there and get back um before she arrives cuz if she pull up and I'm not there it's bad she's gonna pull off right so, so you were we in a hurry store, yeah i get to the store and i go in and um i grab the milk and the candies and and you know meat some goodies and um i walk through um I mean i'm walking out the store and this guy's approaching me talking about he's a cop and where is the dope i'm like what dope i don't have any dope and um He insisted that I I had some dope, and then uh, I was trying to walk around him. You know, I kept walking, trying to walk around him, trying to avoid him um, in any conversation. And then he uh,
3: did he identify and
6: pulled out his badge?
3: Did he? Okay, so he identified himself. So he was in undercover dress or whatever, he wasn't in a normal uniform. Correct. Uh huh. And so he did show you his badge, and at that point, what did you do?
6: I just stopped. I held up my hands. I was like, I still say, I don't know what you're talking about. I ain't got nothing to do with none of it,
3: mm. you know, so. And you were going uh, in the you were going in the store to get some goodies for the child you were going to spend time with? Yes. Wow, okay. Yeah, for my son. Yeah, for my son. Now, were you angry? Were you upset? Did you resist arrest? What happened?
6: Oh, I was totally angry. Um i was I was so angry, but did I resist no um verbally, probably, yeah, <laughs> but yeah um uh, i I didn't resist, and um, I just couldn't believe that this was going on from that point on. I'm just like, I need to get home before I miss this lady,
3: child, right, right, well, and anybody would be upset in this situation, so uh, but I guess he put you in handcuffs and took you in. Is that what happened,
6: yes. I was searched and um, put in the cuffs, put in the car and took down to the station and lodged for possession with intent
3: to deliver. And now you're sitting in jail. What are you thinking?
6: (laughs) Man, how do I explain this um, to my baby mother? Um, What's going on? Um, How do I explain this to anybody? I'm trying to figure out how you know, this even happened, like, what's going on? And then um, the weeks in, I realized that this wasn't going away.
3: Oh, wow. Um,
6: That I was made to be a part of a situation that I wasn't a part of. Um, So the anger, man, it just started boiling from that point on. Like, all I wanted to do was was harm um, pretty much everybody that was involved.
3: Cause you're thinking I'm innocent. I'm innocent. I know I'm innocent, but I'm being put away for this. Did you know you were being put away under a different name?
6: Not at first. Uh huh. Um, that came about when I got the report. Um, I got I got one report saying that um, I was somebody else, and I was like, oh wow, this this should be fair enough. I should be able to to get right out of here once they figure out, you know, who I am right. and. When they figured out who I was, I just got another report saying that, oh, they just made a mistake on the first report. So the second one is more accurate.
3: And it had your name on it?
6: It had my
3: name on it, Uh yeah. Uh-huh. And now, Andrew, you as the cop, uh, you knew what you were doing at that point. Is that right?
4: Yeah. I mean, I still thought that Jamel was guilty. I just thought I had made a mistake, and I needed to write that wrong so that the bad guy didn't get away. It was uh, years later, after Jamel and I were reconciled, that I had to go down to the department and, and buy the report via uh, Freedom of Information to really reconcile within myself that Jamel was completely innocent.
3: Ah. So you still thought you had your guy. You just... Uh... Change the name because you felt like that was maybe just a technicality.
4: Right. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly.
3: So in your mind, you still walked away from this whole case feeling like you put a guilty man away, whether you had the name right or not. Correct. Understood. And then, uh, Jamel, what happened from that point on? Did you get convicted?
6: Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, I got convicted to, uh, to 10 years in federal prison.
3: My goodness! Did you ever get a chance to go home, like bail or anything like that?
6: They gave me the um, the what was it the the pep bail, so I didn't get to go home. I had to go to another uh, halfway house. Okay. Um, and then it was only for a few weeks, and then they I was detained into the federal
3: custody. So they put on the jumpsuit, and I mean, like the whole nine yards. Yeah. Lord have mercy, <laughs> Jamel. How did you how did you keep your mind? Were you a believer at this time or not? Yes. I I
6: was, but I um like you were reading the book as well. Um I God wasn't ahead of my life. He uh-huh. wasn't controlling uh, my life. Yeah, he was getting your attention now though, wasn't
3: he? <laughs> huh? He was getting your attention now though, wasn't he? Definitely, definitely, definitely. Wow.
6: Um, he grabbed that attention.
3: Now, how did you not spend 10 years? You only served three years. Was it because of what Andrew did to turn the report around, or was it good behavior?
6: Oh, no, it was what Andrew did um, to turn the situation around. Mm-hmm. Um, good behavior, um yeah, I wouldn't say that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be lying was, to the pastor. I was, <laughs> yeah, I
6: was past that.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, well when you were up. in when you were in prison, did you have to uh, sort of have a hard attitude to just kind of protect yourself anyway?
6: Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. It wasn't. It wasn't. It's not made up. Like you don't have to go in there and to you know be. Uh, this person you're not, to keep people away from you, it was just my attitude from the very first day I knew that I was in here for something I didn't do. Mm. Um, I just didn't care about anything um, at that point. Mm. It was just like whatever happens, happens. Um,
4: It is what it is.
3: Yeah, wow. Andrew, just like it was your fault that he went in, it was your... uh, making amends to get it right that got him out what made you do that why didn't you just leave him in there
4: yeah so let's not tell the story like i just had this epiphany and thought i'm going to be a great person now okay uh, i got caught in oh you did and eight with uh drugs in my office crack heroin and marijuana and uh-huh. in, in the course of 24 hours my life crumbled uh, I got caught on a Tuesday, thought about killing myself on Wednesday, and my wife came home and saw the desperation and said, you need to go talk to a pastor, because I had been dabbling with church as a, as a cop. I would go, and pastor would be talking about something I was doing wrong, so I'd stay away. I didn't like feeling guilty. Mm-hmm. And uh, so on day three, I called the pastor and I said, I need to talk to you. Went in and just laid out everything to him. Uh, there's some power, power in confession, because as the more I confessed and, and invited him into what I had done wrong, Mm. Uh, the more of my soul I felt like I got back. And mm. and we ended that conversation with him asking me where I was at with Jesus. And I just hung my head and just cried, and I told him I don't deserve him. Mm. I said, neither do I. That's the beauty of grace. And there was something about a pastor telling me that he didn't deserve Jesus as much as I didn't that, that really – broke something free within me and then shortly after that I came to the realization that I wasn't just sorry I got caught anymore I was starting to feel sorry for how I had wronged people mm. so I eventually went to the FBI and said I need to I need to write these wrongs and I sat down with a stack of uh, reports and we just went through one by one and talked about which ones were good and which ones were bad How
3: about that now was this Pastor Brian
4: yeah, well, his name is Pastor Brian, but it wasn't the Pastor Brian you know. Uh-huh. It was a different Pastor Brian in the area. Uh-huh. Brian Bennett had just got into this area then. I didn't know him yet.
3: Understood. But that's how I met you through his church at Overflow there in Benton Harbor, Michigan. And then you guys had a cafe, uh, and uh, you guys were working in the cafe. We'll talk about that about that in a minute. But I want to continue to follow this story. So you uh, were caught with drugs in your office. Are these your drugs? Is that a wrong for a cop to have drugs in his office, or you get them from criminals all the time and you just got to book it as as evidence or something?
4: Yes, yeah, so, I mean, the, the the proper procedure would be any time, you know, you come across an illegal narcotic to have it logged into evidence within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I did is, you know, I don't want to give away details of the book, but, you know, I was using those drugs for my personal gain. I understand. I was not selling them, and I was not using them. But I could use them to substantiate search warrants.
3: Understood. And
4: um, when I wanted to cut corners, when I wanted to get to people quicker, I would use those drugs to help my career. Understood. Um, so, and yeah, those that was the reasoning for having it. And it is illegal. You can't do that. It, okay. You know, I, I was completely corrupt by the end of my career. By that day in February, I, was, I had lost complete identity uh, with who I was.
3: Wow. And so then you met Jesus. And uh, that yeah. turn, turned your life around. You felt the power of God in, in this moment of confession?
4: Yeah, it was after I talked to the pastor. You know, he, he asked if we could pray, and I asked him if he would pray for me because I felt like if I lifted my voice to God, he'd strike me dead. I just felt that dirty. Mm. And uh, the pastor prayed for me, and I just wept, and I wept, and I wept. Mm. And when uh, when we said amen, I said, what's next? And he said, get to know and it's been a nine-year love affair chasing after Jesus since then.
3: Wow. Did that make you then say, let me go reconcile and make this right? So when you went to the FBI and went through these reports, this is how Jamel's uh, name came up?
4: Yeah. So, I mean, again, let's let's not paint me to be this angel who just came to my senses. There was still some months that went on where Jamel's still sitting innocent um, and I had to reconcile all that stuff within me. It wasn't until August 2008 so you know six seven months go by after I got caught while the investigation is going on against me that I finally said let me go to the FBI so it was August of 08 by the time I reached out to them and said let me tell you the truth
3: and how long did it take them finally to get it right with Jamel
4: so I pled guilty January of 2009 uh, mm-hmm. almost a year after I got caught and Jamel was released the week after that February of 2009.
3: Wow. And now they're putting a jumpsuit on you and you're going to prison?
4: Right on. With, I mean, you're out. So.
3: Wow. So you, you went to prison with people that you put in?
4: Yeah, they did not think that through very well. The FBI <laughs> did some pretty good work, like, keeping me out of prisons with people who I had arrested. But the yeah. U.S. Marshals didn't do a great job. I, I rode next to several guys who I had put in prison. Oh, and that was some my. tense moments.
3: Gosh, listen man, this story. Man. I'm going to keep asking questions. I got to get in the middle of this friends. We're halfway through the show. I I got to run to a break, but uh it's only going to be a quick 3 minutes. When I get back, we're going to continue with the authors of this real Come and get your loan.
1: With interest rates near historic lows and home values at record highs, now is the time to consider a refinance of your mortgage. Hey everyone, this is Mike. And this is Brian of Fellowship Home Loans. What we have seen is the perfect storm, something we rarely see in the mortgage industry. Whether you simply need to lower your rate, or if you've done a loan modification, gone through a bankruptcy, or even had a short sale, new guidelines may allow you to qualify for one of our amazing programs. Whether you have refinanced in the past or even been turned down, give us a call at 800-804-SAVE. That's 800-804-7283 or online at fellowshiphomeloans.com. Come
0: and get your loan, Fellowship Home Loans.
1: Intercontinental Capital Group, DBA, Fellowship Home Loans, Equal Housing Opportunity Lender, NMLS number 60134.
7: Hello, listeners. This is Dr. Renee. First Lady of Agape Embassy Ministries inviting you to our 2017 Community Fair. Our fair will take place on Saturday, September the 23rd from noon to 4 p.m. here at the Embassy. We will have hot dogs, popcorn, cotton candy, rides, and so much more. And did I mention this fair is free? That's right, free to the entire community. So get your friends, family, and neighbors and join us at the embassy. For more information, visit our website at agapeembassy.org or give us a call at 703-971-7202. That number again is 703-971-7202. And we look forward to seeing you there.
1: Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. If you're in the market to buy a home right now, you know how challenging it is out there. You're competing against cash buyers, so it's critical that you work with a reputable, established mortgage company like Quicken Loans. By getting pre-approved with us, sellers will know that you're serious and ready to close when you make that offer. Here's one more way to get the home you want. You could buy a $150,000 home with as little as $1,500 down with our 1% down payment option. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is $3.99. 9%, APR, 4.61%. For seven years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation for customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. And for the fourth year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in the nation for mortgage servicing. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN.
3: For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com.
1: Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, ConsumerAccess.org number 3030.
3: How about safe, reliable, affordable transportation service for your kids. Guess who you need to be thinking about? The dot That's right. If you are in the Prince George's County, Maryland area, you want to get your kids to school, guess what? The Students Shuttle.com. They are safe, reliable, and affordable. Go to the dot Shuttle.com. Go to the dot on the air with me. I have two authors of a book called Convicted. I'm lifting it up right now. Do you see it? And Facebook Live, I see you. Leslie Lightfoot Anderson, Kelly Kells Martin, and the rest of you, I see your comments. Here's the subtitle of the book. you Go to Amazon.com or somewhere where books are found and make sure you get this. A Crooked Cop, An Innocent Man, and in an Unlikely Journey of Forgiveness and Friendship. I've got Jamel McGee. He was arrested by an uh, African-American male, arrested by a white cop, Andrew Collins, Through all of this, uh, Jesus was probably in the middle of all of their mess and their sin. This is how Jesus works in our life. Uh, he, He comes right up in the middle of our stuff. He meets us there with a message of love and forgiveness. That's what this book is about. If you want to join in the conversation, let me give you the number. My producer came in and said, are you going to give the number so people can join in? But no, I'm just kind of hogging uh, my friends here, Jamel and Andrew. But let me give you the number. <laughs> All right, 888-432-7434. If you're just getting in your cars there, uh, that's what we're talking about, the uh, wisdom of forgiveness. And we've got Jamel and Andrew on the line. I'll give the number one more time. 888 Bridge now, Andrew, uh, as a police officer do you did you feel uh an extra sense of pride and and power because you're the guy with the badge and the gun
4: absolutely I mean in that situation, Jamel had zero say he had zero authority, he knew he was innocent, he knew he didn't do anything wrong yet because I had the badge, I was calling all the shots mm-hmm. And we just saw that happen with Jamel a couple weeks ago, and it's really fresh and open wound for him. But 11 years after that happened to him, that this is his true story, it happens again as two state troopers pull up next to him and tell him they smell marijuana coming from his car. Mm. And he's coming home from taking some kids out, his son and his nieces and nephews. Mm. And he pulls away because he knows he didn't do anything wrong. And before you know it, he's sitting in the back of a squad car again. Wow. Eleven years after this happened, we're supposed to have gone so far as a society. Back of a squad car again, and they only released him after they searched our vehicle or his vehicle and found our book. And then all of a sudden it's, hey, turn around the tow truck and, and we're not going to give you a ticket. And no charges. I mean, it's crazy. The authority is
3: wow. crazy. Wow. Was that in Michigan?
4: Yeah, that was right here in Michigan, Bent Harbor. Streets of Bent Harbor again.
3: Wow. Okay, so part 2, Jamel, you're pulled over a second time but now you saved, you're you're forgiven your, you know, white cop friend now. You're speaking on the topic. You've been on Steve Harvey, all this other stuff, and now you get pulled over by two uh, st- is it two white state troopers or just were they both white? No. No, one was white and one was black. Okay, so you got a white one, you got a black one. They throw you in the back of the car. What do you do now? How do you think about this now?
6: Um man, it's the untrusting, very untrusting. Mm-hmm. Um like in the the case before, um the system as a whole um they just failed me, and, and anybody pretty much that looks like me, um, my court appointed I was, you know, they they just, they didn't, they wasn't out to help um, me at all, because um, from the, from their point of view and from my position, I was guilty from the minute I walked out their store. Mm. Um, and just the other day, when I was pulled over by these state troopers um, I was guilty before I rolled down my window
3: mm. my you know, goodness. and
6: uh i was I was placed in a in a situation um, just like before i I was guilty and I was going to jail for something again that I didn't commit uh for a crime that I didn't commit um and then until they Saw the books in the trunk, then everything changed. Mm. Um, nobody should have to live like this. Nobody should have to endure or go through these circumstances um especially where you grew up where you, you were part of the community. you're trying to do something different and better the community, and you're subject to the authority figures of our community um
3: doing worse than the community. Mm. Mm My word, my word. Well, listen, uh, when I get back from this commercial break, we're going to talk to Renee, who's on the road in Maryland, and we're going to come back and talk to these authors again. If you've not already Googled them, uh, then you need to get on your phone and Google convicted. This is a book uh, that tells the truth about two real live folk. And and I've met Andrew several times. I see the good work he's doing for the Lord. Uh, Jamil has forgiven him and is walking with the Lord. Let me tell you something. Jesus can change your life. David Anderson, sometimes people ask me, what kind of doctor are you? And I say, a doctor of philosophy. And they say, where did you get that? And I say, Oxford Graduate School. And I say, where is that? So Oxford Graduate School has a small English tutor campus in the hills of Tennessee. It's wonderful. And you not only study there, but you study at the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C., as well as at the University of Oxford in England. What a wonderful program. I did it for three years. You go for a week and study, and then you have... 60, 90, 120 days worth of reading, writing, and research to do, you do those cores about six or seven times in your writer dissertation, I tell you what, I not only got my degree while I was a working adult as a pastor in a church, but it was a safe place, not only to learn, but a safe place to think. you want more information, check them out at OGS.edu, that's OGS.edu, or give them a call, 423-775-6596.
5: Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his brand new public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, and when you see his smiling face, click like. It's another great way for you to connect and follow the good doc.
3: Does your home need any improvements? Ours did. In fact, Amber and I called Home Fix Custom Remodeling, HCR, and we got a new master elite roof. And guess what? Once that was installed, we started saving, listen, over $100 per month on energy bills. Not bad, right? Not to mention when we needed new windows and doors, guess who we called? HCR that's right and our energy bills are even less because of it so if you need an efficient solution ways to keep your home safe and your family safer make sure you call HCR ask us when you call tell him that I sent you here's his number you ready 888. 888- And by the way, they also specialize in a wide range of other products like energy-efficient siding, doors, trim, and gutters. And let's not forget those walk-in tubs and showers for those aging gracefully among us. Let's put it like that. And all of this with a lifetime-inclusive warranty. Call HCR 888-991-2427 and tell Gus Dr. Anderson sent you. Well, you know, prejudgment, bias, prejudice, all of that is a part of the human experience. And racism is alive and well. And between black uh, citizens, brown citizens, white cops, it's a real thing. It is a thing. It's not uh, just something people are making up. This is why I'm so happy that uh, Capitol Church in Vienna, Virginia, tonight, uh, have decided to be gracious uh, they are studying gracism, the solution to racism. I am their guest speaker tonight. Uh, you need to join that conversation. If you happen to be in the Vienna, Virginia area, 730 is when it starts. I'm so excited about uh, that church being a racist church. If you want more information, just Google Capital Church in, in Vienna, Virginia. That's tonight, September 20th, 2017. Now, on the line, I have uh, Andrew Collins and Jamel McGee. And you can see me lifting up the book on my Facebook live page right now. Uh, folk like uh, DeAndre says, I, uh, I got to buy the book. Uh, April says, I just got the book in the mail today. Tanya says, I'm going to buy the book on Monday. Uh, Roger says, uh, I need to confess my sins to you, uh, Pastor. Listen, here's the bottom line, gentlemen. Your story is having an impact in the lives of people is that why you decided to take your story and put it into a book? Who wants to answer that? Yes <laughs>
6: I answer. Yes, that is the total uh reason why'cause if it can if it can change this and we can get past this and um and become friends and do the stuff we do now today, I'm sure this can help many others across the country um See that this is real, that this is possible, you can reach and obtain um this level of friendship, even though this is or that has been the person that harmed you um it's possible, so I want to encourage we want to encourage the world to um come together and um just you once we find out our differences um it will be hard to dislike
3: each other. Well, every black man and every brown man ought to have a copy of this book in the back of their car just in case, huh? (laughs) Definitely. My goodness. I can't can't hardly believe that that book actually saved you from going down the river maybe one more time. And uh, this just happened to you recently? Yes, the 24th of August. My goodness, my goodness. Well, let's go on the road right now. Uh, Renee's on the road in Maryland. Hi, Renee. Welcome to the show. How you doing?
6: I'm fine. Thank you. How are you?
3: I'm doing well. I've been hogging this interview, so uh, thanks for holding on. What are you thinking?
6: Uh, I was curious. I heard the part of the story where he was um, arrested um, coming out of a store. Right. And my question was, uh, didn't he get frisked and did they find any drugs on him at that time? So how did they convict him without any
3: evidence of drugs? at that time. Great question, Renee. Let's go to uh, then Officer Andrew. How can you convict somebody if they don't have any drugs on them?
4: Yeah, that's where um, the biggest part of this crime was committed uh, by me. The drugs were found in the vehicle. They were really brought to the scene uh, by the person who Jamel caught the ride with. And uh, if you uh, get the report from Benton Harbor PD right now, uh, what it reads is, when I pulled up to the scene, I watched Jamel in the driver's seat make a furtive gesture towards the center counsel. I never said that I saw him with the drugs. I never saw, uh, there was no fingerprints on it. He did not have them on him. There was no evidence on him pointing them to the drugs. Any uh, evidence in the vehicle pointed to the other person uh, at, the, at the owner of the vehicle. His clothes were in there. His identification was in there. The only thing that got Jamel convicted was my credibility, my testimony against him.
3: Wow, that is just uh, an amazing uh, confession. But why did he? Go ahead, Renee.
6: Why did he? Why did he direct it to Jamel instead of the other guy? I'm I'm just curious. What what about what was it about Jamel that made him want to convict him versus maybe both of them? And my other question was how did Jamel's family? respond to the arrest and did anyone try to you know get his conviction turned over i mean how did how did that
4: work uh,
3: thank you renee i'm gonna let you listen on the air i know you're driving uh so andrew why why jamel and not the other person
4: yeah so they both were federally indicted okay um jamel was my main target because i was given a description from the the confidential informant the snitch uh-huh. uh and the other guy didn't fit that description uh, like I said, he had some physical disabilities; he clearly wasn't the guy I was targeting, so when mm-hmm. Jamel came out, I just assumed he was the guy so i I bridged the gap uh-huh. um, that that I felt needed to be bridged, and that's why I lied on the report now again, looking back years later, I can't believe I took that step, but in that mm-hmm. moment, I wanted that arrest at that point in time. It was the most amount of drugs I had ever seized off of one uh, crime scene. So it was pride driven and it was ego driven.
3: Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. Jamel, what about your family? How did they respond to this?
6: Um, well, at first they were, um, well, most of them just walked away from it. Cause so they was like, well, you shouldn't have been there. You shouldn't have been doing this and that. Um, which, uh, <laughs> wasn't the case. I I had no control over what was going on. Mm.
3: Um,
6: so most of them just, went vacant um towards me um right off the bat so what about you, what I about your baby's not, mama? Uh, oh, she was gone mm. she's gone, so you missed years out of uh your son's and, um, life um it still took some uh some <laughs> rekindling with her, even after I came home uh, as soon as they heard I was getting released, she sent. Uh, she packed up and moved to uh,
3: Alabama. Wow. You think that she believed you or never believed you?
6: Um, For them, I just thought they just never uh, believed me or cared to believe me. Um, It was just a situation. In our relationship, it was just so rough. She just didn't pretty much care Mm. um, at all. So when this had happened, it was
3: just like
6: all right, going back to jail. All right, I'm done. I'm going by my business.
3: Mm, gotcha. My goodness. Well, what, what a story. If there was anything you wanted to get out uh, in the next couple of minutes to our listeners and to the public, uh, what would you want to get out to them now?
6: Um, man, do something different um, in your life. Read this book. Find the book. Read it. Um, and adapt um the book has got some very very good insight on um these type of situations, and what what we can do to handle them, whether we're black white blue um because it's, it's also um some white guys that's going through the same thing that I have too as well by a black officer mm-hmm. um it's it's common um and I just want people, law enforcement especially, to come forward with the truth um, on any and every situation because they, if, if you come into a situation and not knowing the truth, but you already have decided what your truth is going to be, pretty much how most of my experience with law enforcement have been, as soon as they come in contact with me, I'm already, I'm automatically guilty. Mm. You know, or I'm in the area. I'm automatically the person that they're looking for. Um, this don't happen in, in a lot of communities, even you know, right. a lot of other communities. Just just happening in the pre- predominantly um, African American communities.
3: Well, I think this is why. A, this is why a lot of people, Jamel, uh, they they criticize uh, young black people for running, for mouthing off. But the reality is when you've had your experience several times, at some point just submitting again and again and again to be abused is probably quite difficult, isn't it?
6: It's totally difficult. I I I could I mean I thought about running yeah. plenty of times, running away from them and doing all that those very same things that other people do because they don't want to be that next person that was like me because it's, who knows the the officer might have a
3: murder charge waiting on him right um, and it's totally it's, it's or worse lies. Or worse, Jamel, they themselves may be murdered that day, killed, and it's covered up.
8: Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Freeman, and my first adventure in Israel was over 23 years ago, with many tours since. If you're looking for an Israel trip that most tour companies take, we're not the one for you. People join our tours to go deeper into biblical history and explore the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation as we ascend Mount Zion, discover Megiddo, investigate Qumran, and sail on the Sea of Galilee. Join other adventures like yourself during the next freeman institute tour of israel go to israelcrazy.com that's israelcrazy.com for details about our march 2018 tour and then call me at 410-991-9718 that's 410-991-9718 Ask me for the three reasons why the Freeman Institute Israel Tours are distinctive from the others and very safe. Israelcrazy.com. That's Israelcrazy.com. 410-991-9718.
2: Food for a year and water for life. Don't you just love the sound of those words? That's exactly what we're doing right now, providing nearly 850 children throughout the Caribbean and Latin America with just that. Good, nutritious, life-saving food for an entire year and water for the rest of their lives with a one-time gift of just $50 per child. And on top of that, right now, your gifts of any amount are being doubled through generous matching funds when you call one 860 hope That's 855-860-4673, pound 250, and say the word HOPE on your mobile phone or online at WAVA.com. $50 for one child, 100 for two, 150 for three, $250 for five children, and every dollar doubled when you make that call. pound 250 on your cell phone and just say the word hope or click on the Food for the Poor banner at WAVA.com.
1: Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving.
5: Do you know the top three promotional items for driving new customers? We do. Do you know how to make your logo come alive and magnetically attract new, long-lasting customers? We do. And do you know how to ensure your logo is delivered on the right promotional items on time at a great price? We do. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Who are we? We're 4imprint, the nation's leading team to make your logo shine on your choice of thousands of promotional items. And right now, we want to share with you, for free, the top three promotional items for driving new customers. Discover them now by texting TOP to 642642. Let us show you what a difference the right promotional items can make to help grow your brand. With Four Imprint, you'll get high-quality products, exclusive items, popular brands, on-time delivery, and outstanding customer service. That's what we do. Discover the top 3 promotional items for driving new customers by texting TOP to 642642. That's T O P to
0: 642642. 105.1 FM WAVA. FM, WAVA.
3: It's Wisdom Wednesday, and this is Dr. David Anderson hanging out with you, and I've got Andrew Collins, Jamel McGee, the book Convicted, A Crooked Cop, An Innocent Man, and An Unlikely Journey of Forgiveness and Friendship. Uh, you got to get this book already on Facebook Live. I tell you, folk are talking. Lena McKinney says she's read the whole book. A.J. Ali said you were great in this film. And uh, I believe that God's going to continue to elevate this story because our history is his story. And while we don't like always going through this journey, as long as the Lord's going through it with us, maybe we can we can actually make a difference and not just a mess. <laughs> Andrew Collins, your final message to our listeners today.
4: Yeah, if you uh, have done something wrong to somebody, it is so freeing for both sides if you own up to it and you apologize. Mm-hmm. You can't do their part for them. You can't make them forgive you. You can't make them be reconciled with you. But if you owe an apology, hear it from the horse's mouth. Uh, You need to make the you need to make the amends.
3: Wow, that's pretty amazing. And as you guys are going forward, uh, Jamil, I've got to say, black mothers of teenagers and young adult black men have a fear that I don't think many other mothers have. And it's not that they don't fear for their children, but there is something with black and brown kids. When your son goes out to the store, whether you're Trayvon Martin's mother or we can just name a list of other mothers, they end up losing their child. Um, what can you say to that mother right now that's listening and her heart is just gripped with fear, she's angry? Uh, what can you do to, to, to be a balm over her heart right now?
6: I would say... Um let go and um let God because we we can't change or dictate what's about to happen or what's around the corner mm. um, in that in 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 dealing with that situation head on, God will reveal his plan for a different um a different way later on in life mm. um so to those those mothers that's um that's grieving i um, man I'm grieving with you mm. um the situation is um uh, we need we we just got to come together and keep we got to we got to uh, keep them um held accountable some type of way we got to get mm. them um to do something different in in their system and in doing that We have to do something different Mm -hmm. about how we're handling the system.
3: Well, you know, neither one of you want to be known as heroes and all that. And I know you've deflected a couple times because you feel uncomfortable, Andrew, with me saying it. But let me just say it now. First of all, Jamil, I'm so proud of you Mm -hmm. because, A, you survived, and, B, you've turned this into something for God's glory. And forgiveness is not easy, but you did it. And I just want to say I'm proud of you and thank God for you. So that's the first thing I want you to hear. Did you get that from me? Yes, thank you. you. Andrew, I've seen you serve the Lord, and I'm proud of you. You did the right thing. Even though you did the wrong thing, you did the right thing, and you made it right. You're still making it right, and I'm proud of you. We need to hear more uh, white cops just fess up uh, to break through this blue wall. So thank you for doing that. I know it costs you to do it. Thank you. Did you get that?
4: I did. Thank you, David.
3: All right, let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are uh, the Supreme Court judge of our lives, and we pray that you would free us, whether we are in prison or out of prison, free us from the prison of our own circumstances. In the name of Jesus.